Okay. Here becomes here becomes the podcast. I have become <laughs> podcast. So I guess we can't call you bearders anymore. I think uh, we. We <laughs> just, just just the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe rollers or casters, both of which are pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. we're with with the high rollers or the high casters. Oh, high Tukas. casters. Yeah, it's got a pretension <laughs> to it. Pretension? It's pretentious. It is pretentious. Presume yeah. <laughs> to call yourselves the high casters. <laughs> <laughs> or or Mister Mister Beard is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly the right size to be some sort of lost dinosaur. I'm Paul Totopoulos. Mm. Not that fucking hard, is it? <laughs> no, not really. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, I smell the bait. <laughs> it is the colossal tail end of recommendation month, and we are joined by legendary podcast person and person, Sean Flell. Tell us <gasps> all your creature features. Australian Australian Podcast Award nominated. <gasps> That is uh, not a good. That, that is not an introduction worthy of myself. Um, that makes it sound like it needs to be better. It needs to be worse. Hello, I'm Sean. No, no, take your first answer, uh, mate. That's it. There you go. That's right. Get get the audience on side straight away. Actual living king, <laughs> Sir Sean. I am Sean Flell of the artist formerly known as Baby Beard, now of Roll to Caste. Yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm I'm back. It's been a it's been a hot minute. It's, it's been, been a hot, hot second. It's been unbelievable, yeah, but I've got it. a feeling that 2022 is going to be the year of Sean. I tried to make it rhyme in some way, literally couldn't. <laughs> yep, it's fine. You're... <laughs> Wait, what year time is it there? <laughs> We need to get you back in Shorty Shorty Born. You know, I, I, I got to say, for those that have been watching, listening, watching as well, your podcast, for since the very beginning, I went back and Surely listened to the very first time I was on the podcast. I listened to the Surf entire Ninjas. Surf Ninjas episode. Wow. And... Yeah, we we aged, didn't we? <laughs> I sound less hesitant and frightened of the microphone, <laughs> and uh, we've all come a long way. We all and trust each other to a degree. <laughs> to a degree, yeah. Um, which I think is where we all went wrong. <laughs> Sean has made up for eight years of absence by offering to make us a cup of tea with Sean with with Sean Emmerich. What the fuck? I've got Sean on the brain. You're, you're in my mind, Sean sir. Roll Sean Schumerick. Schumerick. Seanerick, Seanerick. <laughs> With Sean and Demerex, 1998, one of these, Godzilla. Yeah. Hey, Joe, we're going to catch one of them little fish in the East River. <laughs> I hope so. Today could be my lucky day. The only thing you want to catch is a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a bite. <laughs> Ooh, what? Do I have a bite? Hold on, Joe. Got a big one, baby. What the hell? Oh, Christ. Some asshole wrote a book in the production notes. Who was doing this? Oh, was it Sean? The production notes for John Cocteau's Orpheus are 29 words long. (laughs) (laughs) Paragraphs and paragraphs of Godzilla. Well, you know what you say, Paul, about summing up whether whether you can sum up a piece of art in a sentence. 
Um, don't do it. All I'm I saying is... I mean, I, I don't know. Do, do you know? Brevity is the heart of Wikipedia. I, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. As briefly as I can, film producer Henry G. Saperstein, who had been producing the American versions of Godzilla movies since 1965, which basically mm. involves sticking an American actor into every other scene, <laughs> just have them go, oh my God, and then cut back to the actual movie. <laughs> so in that sense, I'm a porn producer. <laughs> I love those cuts you do. <laughs> the goods cut. Wanted to make a full-on American movie, but nobody saw the potential. So producer Carrie Woods got involved and went over the executives' heads to the CEO of Sony Pictures, Peter Goober, who infused <laughs> Godzilla, the fire-breathing monster. Yes, and I'm really mm. glad his vision made it to the screen. That's the kind of moxie <laughs> you need in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Toho were more than happy to give away the rights to Godzilla for just you know. $400,000 advance payment with an annual licensing fee for the Godzilla character, as well as production bonuses, executive distribution and merchandising rights for Japan, a profit percentage from international ticket sales and merchandising, allowance for Toho to continue to produce domestic Godzilla films, and to promise to adhere to guidelines on how Godzilla was treated. And they say charity isn't dead. <laughs> how much did they get in damages after the film came out? <laughs> they got a very sincere apology, but not from Roland Emmerich, who sent a picture of his butt. Oh, they wow. sent Matthew Broderick round. <laughs> oh god hi guys hi <laughs> no i'm oh! sorry <laughs> the broad is here my audio. <laughs> gonna be a lot of peaking today oh god ah. oh, so yes they promised to treat godzilla with respect unrelated next sentence yan de bont gets involved <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh. he wanted to discard the nuclear origins oh here we go and have godzilla be an artificial being created by a race of atlanteans to combat a shape-shifting alien I thought you were going to say he was going to be an arsonist, and I think that would have been a great film. <laughs> He's a Godzilla the arsonist. Who did this? Whoops. <laughs> He's always at the scene of the crime. You see him in the background. <laughs> if you look closely at this picture. <laughs> There's a Godzilla. <laughs> He's standing in New Orleans. Always returns to the scene of the crime and just about sees his head. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, at, actually, that premise really does sound as Godzilla as fuck, because... My housemate Jack and I have recently been watching through the original Toho Godzilla movies Ooh. and have been for a few months now. We have watched the first 11 of them. Okay. Oh. And they got they got crazy really fast. Like literally the fifth movie in the franchise has aliens, fairies, and a truce brokered between giant monsters to fight the space alien. Yeah, okay. Have you gotten to Mecha Godzilla yet? No, he's not, he's up soon. I think the next <laughs> one is the one where he... He's next in we line. Just watched, he, we just watched the one where he fights the pollution monster. Um, it's the environmental Godzilla, but I think Mecha Godzilla is coming up. Oh, we're very excited. That's leftist Godzilla. No. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for progressive Godzilla. It's like when blokes start talking about cars to me. I just like know nothing about any of this. Where's what? Where is yeah, Godzilla? Mates. I like the green one. <laughs> yeah, mates. Mecha Godzilla. Love it. Brilliant. Oh. oh Horsepower. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yes i love those movies a lot but yeah back to this a bizarre script gets written by the pirates of the caribbean guys but um they keep writing pirates of the caribbean movies but debont leaves uh in order to do twister and speed 2 good choice and so emmerich comes in with producer dean devlin his usual producer Uh. i'm dean devlin (laughs) and they come in 1920s noir detective dean devlin (laughs) dean devlin I knew when Roland came into my office that day, legs all the way up to his face. He was going to be trouble. Take that underwear off immediately, sir. <laughs> so, uh Yes, they come in on condition that they can do whatever they like, namely to make Jurassic Park instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emmerich said that the iconic original Godzilla design didn't make sense. 
a good guy to have <clears throat> heading this project. Cinema's dead. Some guy named Patrick Totopoulos, <laughs> dumb name, Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. was brought in to make uh, a Godzilla who could run really fast. Okay. <laughs> um, Toho will sign off on this decision in a section of the Wikipedia that is frankly hilariously frosty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it, and I, I think you're going to get onto it, but I love that they just... Apparently, they were shown the design of the Godzilla. They just fell yeah. fucking silent. Yeah. The way, they, the way they justified the movie was, look, we're either going to have to give a billion notes or we're just going to have to say yes. Yeah. So I guess we'll they say yes. That, exactly. They said there was too much to change. You know? so they just, oh, no. <laughs> and they went away. It said they asked for a day to think about it, and then they went and spoke to the guy who did the original Godzilla design. <laughs> And then, yeah, it just says, in the morning, they approve the design. If we just need to go away for a day and think about it, and it cuts to all the various board members. Like, one of them's just fully clothed in the shower, staring disconsolate into the distance. One of them's lying wide awake underneath a car. So, someone else is just letting dogs run all over them. They all come back be- bedraggled and on fire. <laughs> yeah, this is We fine. accept your proposal. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, Roden Emmerich's like, Yoroshiku on a Gaisimasu. Did I say it right? <laughs> Marvel's killing Japanese. Guys? <laughs> oh, God. The film had an immense marketing campaign that cleverly did not show much of uh, Godzilla. Um, very cleverly. <laughs> so much of Godzilla. Uh, DuBont filmed a very expensive teaser where a T-Rex skeleton gets crushed by Godzilla's foot. Uh, the Ooh. film underperformed domestically. <laughs> um, <but> also-, <laughs> also critically... Owen Gleiberman at Entertainment Weekly says, It says much about today's blockbuster filmmakers that they could spend so much money on Godzilla and still fail to do justice to something that was fairy tale destructo schlock to begin with. Not making any friends there. Owen Gleiberman. <laughs> <laughs> it's bollocks, but then hasn't it always been? <laughs> I mean, the, the fans don't like it. <laughs> the fans don't like it, but fuck, I hate them. Fat idiots. Even the fans won't like it. Idiots. <laughs> Owen Gleiberman. Uh, public, meanwhile, reacted to it like a second batch of tons of fish. Fool me twice. Delicious. Shame on you. Delicious, delicious <laughs> fish. Oh, Gibbon. How's N-G-U-Y-E-N pronounced? Is it? It's like... It's when? When, yeah. When. Yeah. When? All right. Uh, when. Well, when? Oh, God. Okay, I didn't even notice this. Sean Wen from Google hey. says... How you doing? Hey. <laughs> it's every Sean. Ridiculous name. He says... Uh, Arshawn says, it was disappointing. Mm. You imagine an oversized monster that can breathe atomic radiation out of its mouth. What America 1998 Zilla gave us was a fish-eating iguana. Mm. I hate oh. being given those. Every birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obliged to times. agree, as all Sean's do. Oh, that's true. Mm. You have tremendous Sean um, solidarity. Yeah, the high of mind. Sean ability. After Sean of tea. Yeah. We'll it's get a shame out. that the pools exist in a Highlander-style situation where every time one dies, the rest of us get slightly stronger. <laughs> it really has affected the unity we might have achieved. Yeah, but it's, it's worth it. Oh, what could have been? <laughs> For these guns. <laughs> Rob Fried. Uh, fr- yeah. Fuck it, I'm sticking with Rob Fried. Rob Fried. He helped acquire the rights for TriStar, was angered at how the studio handled the property, saying the the Sony executive team that took over Godzilla Mm. was one of the worst cases of executive incompetence I've observed in my 20-year career. One of the golden assets of our time was handed, was hand-delivered to them, was managed as poorly and ineptly as anyone can manage an asset. They took a jewel and turned it to dust. The jewel of Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) I just... And my mind goes back to like the Godzilla just throwing rubber monster dudes into the ocean. This jewel 
Mm-hmm. How have they they've betrayed you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a poet and a businessman, and um, I, I, yes. I appreciate that. I just wish we'd have had his vision. It feels like he's trying <laughs> to write a film there as well. It's just <laughs> this is this is what you could have gotten: the jewel of Godzilla. <laughs> God Turn that it. script into Terrence Malick. God damn it, Rob, get out of here! <laughs> no one's interested in your <laughs> no one's interested in your Indiana Jones Godzilla movie. Oh. Okay, we have some three men. And Mormon. Mormons? Oh we have some Mormons. <laughs> some Mormons. Hello. Al Goto. More Mormons. Al Goto was a Japanese fishing boat crewman in this, a Hong Ooh. Kong military airbase patron in Spawn, and a poker player in the spirit. Who says there are no great roles oh. for Asian American actors? Oh. <laughs> I'm happy for him. Well, to be to be fair, Paul, that those roles were all meant to be filled by a Polish man, so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's really positive steps they're taking. I'm not sure but I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that fake thing you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused and alarmed and aroused by it, so I'm going to say yes. Uh, Kurt Carly S- played art, uh, played a... T- t- oh, God, there's so many nonsense things, noises I'm going to Just call them Sean, it's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, Sean played a tattoo-tick <laughs> in Lady in the Water. A sleestack <laughs> in The Land of the Lost, the best movie that we've all watched together so far. <laughs> <laughs> so good we didn't even finish it. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too good. It's too good for that. Yeah, we must never change that. That must remain the best film we've ever watched together. Um, and in this played, oh, Godzilla, uncredited. Oh, okay, minor role. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He did the noises. I guess he was. He <laughs> <did> that... <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> my babies. Yeah. yeah. My, oh, my kids. What have you done to my kids? He says, <laughs> "Get your hands off my kids." With my kids. <laughs> See Michael Caine Michael Caine doing Godzilla would have been phenomenal. Ada, you there, get your hands off my kids. Thank you. <laughs> Several tons of fish. I'm not gonna fall for it again. <laughs> what are you doing? Wandering around like little bugs. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Stop moving. <laughs> uh, Richard Gant played Admiral Phelps in this, a preacher in Norbit and an FBI agent in Stone Cold. What a guy. <laughs> oh, oh, look at my range. <laughs> <laughs> Taking one for the team. He was also he was also that Don King guy in uh, Rocky Five and Phil the Coroner who ate Jason's heart and Jason goes to hell. Uh, brilliant. So, but that one was yeah. good, so um, <laughs> that doesn't count. Speaking of people I vaguely remember talking about before, Gary A. Hecker did creature vocals in Godzilla, creature vocals in Batman vs. Superman, special creature vocals in Ooh. Sucker Punch, and most notably for us played Bwarp in Lost in Space. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, Christ. the the, <laughs> the Matt LeBlanc lost in space? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. He played, he played, he played the monkey thing. Another Matt flick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, he's, he, started off, he started off doing special creature voice in Sucker Punch and was subsequently demoted. <laughs> yeah, to, to regular creature, muck, creature voice. We can't, we can't trust you anymore. <laughs> Too good, if Someone anything. else is on special. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, it was Whiplash. He was there to inspire the other guy who did the special <laughs> creature vocals. Just trying to get him jealous. A man's man. worked. That was Frank Oz. <laughs> it did work. Yeah. Oh God! It drove him to greatness. Uh, Glenn Morshower, um, show us less. Glenn uh, has been an army dudes in Pearl Harbor, Transformers two and six, and then this. But never mind all that. That's b- boring, tedious bollocks. Mm. Matthew Broderick. Oh, five men. Whoa! He was in New Year's Eve, Deck the Halls, Inspector Gadget, and the Thief and the Cobbler. He was in New Year's Eve. Was he Is really? It? Yes. Yes, he's the boss who shows up to make sure that Hillary Duff is uh, not Hillary Duff. Hillary Swank is going to make that ball drop. <laughs> Hillary on time. Duff he's in a limo oh. in one scene. Huh. God damn! 
I don't know. Yeah. Do not remember that. What a what a crazy man. Um, <laughs> what a dangerous man. The only thing I care about is the fact that he was in Manchester by the Sea, Paul. <laughs> He's in it Manchester weirdly... by the Sea. <laughs> He's really yeah. weirdly in one scene of Manchester by the Sea where Lucas Hedges goes and visits his mum. Yeah, and his mum. Yeah, and it's and, her new boyfriend, is Matthew Broderick. I was hoping you'd say he's he is like, the mum. <laughs> he's the mum if you look closely. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know what denomination of Christianity is, but it's a weird one. Oh yeah, um, and he's he's just he's he's like so laminated. Unsettling. He's so unsettling and sterile. It's, it's strange. Yeah, that man. sounds that, that sounds Seventh Day Adventist to me. <laughs> he's well, may well have been. He's a, he's an odd man, is Mr. Broderick. Can I tell you who else is weird? Look out, Jackie Sandler. You've got another challenger for being our most frequent person because Uh-oh. Nibbler actor Frank Welker is Frank Welker. Frank Welker is now a sixman. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> He made weird noises in Super Mario Brothers, Transformers 2, The Last Night, Spawn, and previous um, Highcaster recommendation, Anaconda, where he played Ooh. the Anaconda. Oof. Well, Oof. <laughs> were any of these special noises? <laughs> it's the most special. Frank Welker, <laughs> he doesn't come cheap, but when he comes, it's special creature noises. <laughs> when he comes, makes... yeah, when Frank Welker get out of the comes, way. he makes special creature noises. It's my sentence <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Does that as a birthday trick too? <laughs> Just unprompted, you know, a wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films a shit, mate. The film has fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, thirty-two percent on Metacritic, mm. five point four on IMDb, seventy mm. percent on Google. Closed this platform, Get rid of it. and eventually eventually made a profit. It also won two of the six Golden Raspberries it was nominated for, including Worst Actress for Maria uh, Pitillo. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Definitely the worst part of the movie. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, meant to be the start of a trilogy, but, and I quote, the studio abandoned plans for sequels due to a lack of enthusiasm from fans, audiences, theatre owners, and licensees. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like an excuse to me. Yeah. That's my <laughs> mate Jeff. He wasn't interested. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, God. So, Sean, new animal. Hello. What's one thing about Godzilla 1998 that made you feel running might be a good idea? Oh. Also, by which I mean, why this? <laughs> yeah, it just took me far too long to understand that. Um, look, yeah. it's because, <laughs> honestly, this is a film where it's the first instance of a marketing campaign that worked. I vividly remember, A, going mm. to see this in the cinema, and mm-hmm. B, yep, going through the McDonald's drive-thru and getting their oh. toy, which was mm. like a, um, it was a Fuck Godzilla, yeah. like if you put your hand in the four fingers, go on the top of the mouth, the thumb goes into the oh. jaw and it, nice. you could press down on the tongue and it would make that. That's exactly <laughs> I think how I noise. might have, shit, I might have had that. Yeah. So, and I vividly remember, <laughs> here's a, okay, here's the thing with every time I come on one good thing is that I try to often bring films that I know as a kid I adored because Mm, also like I know with Power Rangers yeah exactly Power Rangers Surf Ninjas Um, it wasn't my (laughs) pick but Wild Wild West I fucking love those films and I I I love to torture (laughs) myself and I think like not to call shade on other people but I feel that a lot of people are too protective of their childhood yeah. films and i love to yeah. be shown that actually they were fucking trash cool. um so it's uh, nice. sorry i did think it's you were gonna say uh, not to draw shade on anybody but you two you two <laughs> fuckers. have been on my back too long <laughs> yeah it's time you watch godzilla I, and i knew it was God. awful so i just wanted to see how awful <laughs> no it was really a really Yay. interesting one to go for in particular because yeah me and my flatmate are doing this godzilla fun 
thing and have yeah. them for months. So yeah, suddenly the idea of revisit and we often talk about the American Godzilla and our hazy memories, our hazy childhood memories of it. So mm. it was nice to have those brought into sharp focus. Well, also because um, I don't, yeah. oh. I don't recall the film at all. Give or take one or two <laughs> shots, and oh, also I mean, having since watched it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it was interesting because I remembered it super well. Huh? Having uh, I had it on VHS when yeah, I was I a kid, and I watched it a lot. I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid. Mm. I remembered it very well, and yet when it came up that this movie was two hours and twenty minutes long, I was just like, "How? How? Yeah, five things happened." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, Goodman, because I know obviously, Paul, you have, but I have not consumed any other. I haven't consumed any mm. classic Godzilla media. Okay. No. No, I haven't. No, neither. Um, Not even original 54? No, I've seen no. the no. 2014 Godzilla and the 98 Godzilla. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, did Jack watch the Godzilla with you, Paul? This one? Yes. Good, good stuff. Spread the, spread the love. Spread the love of OGT. We'll hear more about that later. But first, we okay. better just have a quick rundown of what happens in this here movie so Ooh. we can bring it into sharp focus for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, nuclear testing. The French are to blame. Not the Americans. Yeah. That's the British national anthem. <laughs> it's all about how you sing it. Yeah. Um, Which is theirs as well, actually. <laughs> actually when you think when you think about it. We should we don't we, we don't take the time off we don't take time often enough actually to stop talking about movies just to talk about how great the British Empire was. And I think And I think it's, yeah. it's finally time you get your due diligence, you know? I think so. You know. I think so. Nobody ever. We've been shit for a long time, so (laughs) shit for a long, long time. But anyway, who else has been shit? The French. Yeah, they did bombs, and now an iguana turned into Godzilla, and um, he attacks a boat. He's always Uh, doing that. God loves it, doesn't he? Oh my god, amazing! So he's immediately the villain, which is great. Yes, he attacks a boat, and then cut to Matthew Broderick in Chernobyl. Best place for (laughs) it. Can I can I just say I love that Matthew Broderick was allowed to sing in Godzilla but not in The Lion King. That is wild to me. This was his big musical debut. It was a chance to sign, finally say, "Look at this, Disney! I can <laughs> this is do his it. audition. La, 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 Singing la. in the rain. This is his audition for the producers. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, his introduction is uh, so obnoxious. I almost think for a second that he's going to be uh, a complete fucking rando caught up in a disaster scene, like in uh, every other Roland Emmerich movie. But no, this is the real man. He's the main guy. Um, and and he's our dude, yeah, and, and we stick with him and have to form some sort of emotional bond with him. Yeah, to to suspend disbelief for the, the next two hours twenty minutes. Yeah, well, they pick him up because he's an expert in how radiation can make things a bit bigger. So they thought, okay, we've got to yeah. get this. That's definitely what's bigger. happened here. The, so let's get him on. The best yeah. man for the job. The best man, and he comes over best and man. says, "Look, Godzilla clumsily wandered over this island a few weeks ago. So what do you make of it?" Well, he seems to have adorable little lizard feet that are like cartoonishly shaped into like three little <laughs> triangles. Yeah, They're very so precisely. Yes, yeah, so I guess he's quite cute. But then, then nuclear legacy, mate. They follow an entirely different looking set of footprints. Um, away from that. <laughs> I've only got like four or five plot notes. I think I think we're forty-five minutes in already. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, in a 90s-ass office, 
And uh, just like a 90s office, there's a sleazy boss type guy. No. Glad we left those in the past. He's played by, is it? Is this one? Harry Shearer. No, this is, is, this is Harry no, Shearer. Harry so Mo Sislak. It's that's right. Buckman. No, no, that's, that's right. Hank Azaria that does Mo. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, this is Harry Shearer, Kemp Brockman. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Um, Why don't we talk about it over dinner tonight? Your place. Mr. Kamen, you're married. Yes, and you're very beautiful. Have I ever told you that before? Mr. Kamen? Yeah. Yeah. But we, we do also have Hank Azaria here playing Animal, <laughs> the badass news reporter who ought to be the main character of this film. <laughs> He's walking yeah, here. He is dirt. He's a douchebag, gutter slime, dog crap, puke chunks. Hey, hey I'm eating. You don't see I'm eating? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's walking here. He's 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 tried his mother's something lasagna. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Lasagna. Where's Ellen? He's all about that lasagna. Yeah, Ellen. <laughs> Ellen, get your Italian ass down here. Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> What's an Italian thing? Say something Italian. <laughs> Talk Italian now, to us. Do it. Yeah, crazy. Bro. Both of our heroes are getting hit on by their superiors, which is great. Weird yeah. little unifying oh. thing for them there. Already, and already we're getting just uh, a real taste of that natural character interaction Roland Emmerich's famous for. <laughs> but there's no animal in the world that makes footprints like that. Is there? <sighs> I told them this is not your field, but they never listen to genius. Uh, Godzilla is really into boat stuff because he does go back and do three boats at once. Take that, Jaws. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Greedy. Uh, Up yours, Tony Hawk. <laughs> but you can't do no. this. Um... <laughs> Pulls out and a then... skateboard and starts doing neat kickflips. <laughs> Godzilla does. Yeah. Bubba, bubba. He's a very multi-talented guy. You just don't give him you enough room to, to stop smashing uh, up boats. Well, I'll tell you this. An old man is fishing. And then I guess Godzilla eats his bait? I guess I guess so. Or grabs the line with his hand and then just starts pulling himself <laughs> up. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to shit himself when he realises. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> you bet. Oh, brilliant. Godzilla. <laughs> Punk starring Godzilla oh. at the place of oh. Ashton Kutcher. You got. Oh, I stepped on him again. Yeah. You got punked. <laughs> oh my god, he's here. He's back. Oh, that's again. not the reaction I wanted. Um, <laughs> that always happens. An old man runs away from Godzilla. Yes, an old man runs away from Godzilla. And then Godzilla Successfully. goes on a rampage. And then he stops. No. Oh. And uh, this, sleep, this, this is yeah. also the time that I remember that the R word was an acceptable thing in the 90s. Yay! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hurrah! <laughs> um, speaking of things uh-huh. that were acceptable in the 90s, Mayor Siskel is here with his assistant, Gene. <laughs> Mayor Ebert, sorry. Mayor Ebert. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it is. It's Mayor Ebert and his assistant, Gene. Yeah. His assistant, Roger. That would have been less. That wouldn't attract so much. There's... I have a lot of time for Gene. I would just say that right now. Oh, he's the best. Come on. Gene, Gene knows what, what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, the man. On this beautiful New York City day. Didn't we agree that we weren't going to have any sweets until after the election? Back off, Gene. They're here and they don't like it. Yeah. Uh, they don't believe that lockdowns are effective. They want to let Godzilla become endemic. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> don't know what you mean. Yeah. It's, this is a high, it's high fantasy, Paul. True fiction. Um, <laughs> 90s. Oh, God. But yes, uh, Broderick points out that this island is a perfect habitat for him. Is it? Is it though? Like, wh- like how? <laughs> it's not a perfect habitat for anyone. <laughs> it's 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 not ha- a good habitat for human beings, let alone giant killer lizards. <laughs> giant killer, <laughs> unstoppable, indestructible lizards. They're really going to struggle here. They really also, are. 
I also don't get the logic. They said, ah, oh, he's gonna, he's definitely not in the water because he can hide in the buildings. Like he can hide in the water too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harry Harry Shearer comes out and, is, and says, uh, "Animal, quit kissing that woman and get in the chopper." Oh, he should have been the main character. <laughs> Some <laughs> fucking dynamic. He yeah. also gets called a wop, which is great. Mm. Oh, what um, is a wop? I did have that note. <laughs> it's a racial slur. A racial oh, slur. Oh joy. Stands for without passport and was yeah. a, uh, I think, a British slur against Italian folks. Oh, I so, thought it might be bad. It Thank was. you. Thanks, Emmerich. Yeah. Gotta love that. Harry, no, Harry Shearer said, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, Harry Shearer came in and went, say that word. You say it. <laughs> Call <laughs> Hank Azaria that. Call Hank Azaria that. Go on. <laughs> uh, if you say we... it, then I can say it. <laughs> the, the military, the military say, um, we need to bait the creature. Well, I guess it's time to get that old man back again. <laughs> Still running. We he did pay him. That. He lured him to New York. <laughs> Run away. Oh, I see. So Godzilla wants loads and loads of fish. Of course he came to New York. Of course he left Japan and came to New York. John, oh, we haven't mentioned Jean Renault at all during this. The French, in addition to being bad guys, um, are now here and they're like secret agents and they're watching TV and they see them yeah. piling up loads of fish and Jean Renault remarks, very clever. Is it? Well... Well, that's that's not just just that because uh, the exchange is like, what c'est bizarre, no? No, <laughs> very clever. Okay, great. Why are you speaking English? <laughs> Look, English. We're all pe- French. English audience. <laughs> we're all French. If we're not in speaking New York, English we now. have to learn. <laughs> Look, très bizarre. No one's going to know what that. What you know? Très clever. John, John Reno, he's actually, he's he's a very nice, careful teacher. He's like, no, 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 we speak American here. Yeah. <laughs> Not English, American. Oh, sorry, what was, what, what was that? It's very bizarre, no? No, it's not bizarre. It's very clever, actually. So you watch. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> All of you who are called John. So, so Godzilla shows up and they try to shoot him and it doesn't work. Oh, what? We get a little concession to Godzilla's atomic breath. There you go, fans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. Uh, He chases some helicopters around. I can't shake him. Go up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. These are two dimensional planes. (laughs) Oh, they're all around me now. We're in a side scroller. (laughs) Wife always said I shouldn't play Gallagher before going out on the helicopter. I just thought she was being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. I'm sorry, Sandra. (laughs) Then, then Then learned how to go up yet. It was great. (laughs) <laughs> There's a button at the yeah. end. Okay, <laughs> doing a brilliant job, Fred. Next lesson up. <laughs> Godzilla oh. attack. No time for this. Point extra. <laughs> so Matthew Broderick goes into a pharmacy and buys a lot of pregnancy tests. Yeah, kits. It's um, mm. it's unpleasant, but it's somehow not out of character. <laughs> unpleasant but necessary. <laughs> what do you need these for? No, you know what. Take also, the '90s Just... had the fastest working pregnancy tests I've ever seen. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I've seen oh. a lot if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. I'm a she... Broderick <laughs> so oh a reporter lady who I don't think we've introduced yet oh. is um uh is Matthew Broderick's ex April um, O'Neil of eight years April O'Neil and she cunningly <laughs> stole um Kent Brockman's press pass earlier yeah. and now she's gonna cunningly use it to ingratiate herself to a guy she already knew and had an in with in fact, it would probably oh, yeah. make more sense him trusting her if he didn't know she was press. So this is yeah. good stuff. 
got to have tension. But she had to get in past the past the the army cordon or whatever. They didn't oh, okay. Show. I didn't see her do that. So I no, assume she that this didn't. was the only <laughs> use. We, we, just because they don't show it, Paul. Just because Ronan Emmerich <laughs> doesn't show something, the, Ronan Emmerich does, doesn't mean that it didn't happen. That's it. It's a film technique known as the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you really have to use it here. The cool uh, film technique called benefit of the... I forgot to do that scene. <laughs> so shut up. So, yeah, Broderick's not too happy to see her, though. She's like, You're still mad at me? Well, you left without a phone call, a letter, nothing, all this time. Yeah, yeah, I guess I am still a little mad. That was eight years ago. Yeah. And still yeah, right. didn't apologize. Or- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm sorry that you got offended, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I'm sorry like that it. we dated for four years. You proposed, and then I just <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like you. Let me tell you everything I'm all about. So, he introduces the idea of a tape that has the Godzilla interview on it, and also the idea that Godzilla might be pregnant. <laughs> Godzilla, the Godzilla interview, David Frost yeah. and Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 tell me why the rampage. Tell me why is it that you? Why is it I sound like Alan Wicker, and why is it that you have been rampaging? So provocatively around Southeast Asia. No, let me finish. Let me finish. (laughs) (laughs) Just nodding. (laughs) (laughs) She steals his tape. She steals the Godzilla um, interviews so that she can reveal to the world that Godzilla was on that island earlier. Uh, (gasps) Oh, my God. It came from somewhere. Ah. Oh, Um, Oh, no. Mr. Burns stole the story. Well, now what she did is wrong. Yeah. Well, there we go. She's. I, <laughs> do you know what? I've seen the error of my ways. And uh... <laughs> Now that I haven't profited off it, yeah. I'm really sorry for what I did. <laughs> yeah. So she is able to run into him. He gets fired from the army and she's able to run mm. into him in their second scene together. Yeah. And uh, No, yeah, just... really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great. <laughs> Keeps you, you wanting more, doesn't it? my friend. <laughs> Treat him mean, keep him keen, mate. It's the Roland Emmerich way. Oh, uh... <laughs> Broderick gets captured by the bad guys. And uh, yeah, they suggest that they go looking for the nest that uh, the army don't believe in anymore because yeah. his interview was leaked. And so they don't believe there's a nest now. Yeah. That's how it oh. works. That works. Oh, escape credibility's gone. Mm. Uh, we shall look for, yeah, we shall look for the nest. Do you have any idea where it could be? Well, there's one place we found a bunch of fish near a tunnel. I'll definitely be there then. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be really easy to have taken the military there. It's a shame they hate you. Yeah. Well. Um, Hero of the movie Animal sees this meeting and goes to tell Audrey, who has a copy of Independence Day on VHS in her room, and my suspension of disbelief is gone. <laughs> I didn't even see that, so... <laughs> but I'll give Rowan Emmerich the benefit of the doubt. It's <laughs> too busy staring into space. But look, the military have a plan too. They're going to do the fish again. Hey, if it isn't broke. <laughs> it worked last time. No, it didn't. That's why, that's, no, that's oh, why we need to... Oh, fuck, we didn't learn. <laughs> No, yep. it, look, it, I thought it did work. It, look, it worked or it didn't work. It's one or the other. We're going to do it again. We just need to shut this up is... uh, Mary, but and Jean. They don't like anything. Not even good things. <laughs> like destroying the Chrysler building. An empirically good thing <laughs> and a net gain for society. <clears throat> was this so, yeah, also they... where they have the plan that was, all right, we're going to get him to the park and then we'll shoot yeah. him. Oh, he's not yeah. coming to the park. Well, I guess, okay, we'll shoot him anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, they do actually manage to eventually kill they think original Godzilla. <gasps> uh, oh, 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 
Right. Uh, meanwhile, all of our other main characters easily find the nest. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. oh they find the nest, and Godzilla is just leaving at the time, and it's oh no, the military have lured him away, so Jean Reno won't be able to just dome him in his sleep, which I presume was the plan if they found a sleeping Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Quiet, quiet. quiet. <laughs> Holding a pillow. Yeah, up I was going to say the, the world's now. biggest pillow. <laughs> also on display at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Godzilla's eyes open wide in shock. <laughs> Animal risks his life for journalistic integrity. This is much later, so it's after the eggs have started hatching. That's all fine. I just read my next note, and it was ages away. Um, there, were lo- there were loads of eggs. Godzilla was pregnant, gave birth to a lot of eggs, laid them in some very improbable positions in the Madison Square Gardens. Yeah. Um, that would have involved a lot of awkward squatting from Godzilla. <laughs> Nevertheless, he's done it. Either that or just carefully moving them by hand. Oh, True. That's yeah. not right. A oh, bit to the left. Mm, bit to the right. Um, yeah, they they find the 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 hero, the human heroes find the egg, find the egg. Sorry, um, I turned the movie mm. down to watch a trailer for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And yep, I, I'm glad you're accounting for the time that you robbed from this movie. The time that I stole <laughs> back. Thank you. You you, you tell I, you tell Emmerich. I'm gonna insist that you watch exactly that sequence again later. I'll tell you that I did, but I'll just be wanking. <laughs> So long as you're waking to that. To the trailer moment. of Everything Everywhere All at Once. <laughs> oh, <laughs> goddammit. As, as Roland intended. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, he's a genius. This is where they can this is the bit where they can refill their popcorn and watch the trailer <laughs> to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Anyway, I turn the volume back up and fucking nothing has happened and then the eggs hatch. Uh, then the eggs hatch and um yeah, they they run around for a long time whilst they they do a worse version of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And then they manage to broadcast um, Audrey to the world, and uh, various people see her, and it's like a blonde woman on the news. Everyone gather around and listen to what she has to say. <laughs> How uh, dare she! <laughs> in their third scene together, Broderick and um, Audrey manage to bury the hatchet. So that's that's very efficient storytelling there. <laughs> but yeah, they they get the military to bomb Madison Square Gardens, destroying that. It's really cutting off the nose here, despite the face. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the heroes did a genocide. Yay. Woo. Yay. Whoa, the end. Oh, no. Godzilla's back. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, fuck. Well, oh. Tell you what. Kill him. Yeah. It's fine now. Yeah, huh? just suffocated again. Yeah, yeah. again. They got a bigger Shh. pillow. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost immediately. <laughs> ah, <laughs> shot, him, shot him in his Achilles death. And that was it. And uh, Oh, his greatest weakness. His hip. <laughs> <laughs> they shot him but shot him good this time and that was that was enough and yeah. it was it was there all along yeah Roland Emmerich had given he, us all the clues yeah and it was a uh, a really sad sort of bonding moment with Godzilla and we're left to wonder who's the real giant radioactive monster mm. Mm. it's Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick yeah Rod- Roger yeah. Ebert yeah so it all ends very positively for everyone the end yeah ah sequel ah yeah Oh no! Sequel. One of the eggs survived. Uh, oh gosh, uh, who cares? an animated TV show instead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go to Sean first. What no. did you make of your rewatch of? Yeah, you, you fucking wow. bum down. Go watch that trailer again, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right, I will. Turn the volume down on this podcast. <laughs> um, you would literally miss nothing from me. Uh, Sean, how did you find it? Wow! Time? Look, stop. I love this film. It's not. It's not, it's not great at all. But however, like my my biggest issue with it, and this is coming from somebody that, as I said, you know, hasn't watched any mm. of the classic Godzilla films. Ah. Honestly, it's just the fucking the inability to decide what genre you want oh this film God. to be. Do you want this to be a Rowan Emmerich 
action style film a la yeah. like Jurassic Park or do you want it to be camp I'm f- actually I think there's a good film to be made in either direction but mm. you just don't fucking do it and so it's really you, weird and, and I find it weird, especially because you've gone out of your way to cast it a certain way. You've got Matthew Broderick, Harry Shearer, Hank yeah. Azaria, mm. all people that lend itself to a much more like Starship Troopers style, like yeah. satire. Fuck, that would and be you amazing. you just yeah. do nothing with it. <laughs> yeah, <Right? laughs> absolutely. It's really confusing. And as like a balls to the wall Roland Emmerich movie, it's weird how much smaller it feels than Independence Day. Like yeah. smaller in scale and scope, there mm. are like five important people in New York, and it just, yeah, it just feels really small mm. in its action and in its um sort of world, which is surprising. And, it, mm. and it's just odd because for myself, the most boring bits of the film were the action. Mm. I just I didn't yeah. give a shit. I didn't no. give a shit. <laughs> it has not aged well. No, no. <laughs> was it? Was it? Did it look good at the time? Because it's hard to imagine that it did. Uh, apparently it did. A lot of the critics said, in spite of the amazing special effects. Uh, okay. I I it's... do remember being like, because it's 1998, so I would have been seven years old. Um, mm. I do remember going into that film, and it was like, because it was the big Hollywood blockbuster of the time, and so mm. it was yeah, yeah. meant. It was meant to be. I mean, granted, these were visual effects uh, supervisors and such that were brought on by Emmerich directly, so yeah. they used a lot of their own mm. people, and it was meant to be quite like cutting edge for the time. I think. Yeah, they yeah, right. got rid of a lot of design and pre- and pre work done by Stan Winston. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who designed a pretty good looking Godzilla? Yeah. Didn't they just? <laughs> but it couldn't <laughs> run. Yeah, so got to yeah, that's, that's the thing about Godzilla is he wades. That's what's so spooky about mm. him is he moves and he wades and mm. he crashes through. You know, listen to the Blue Oyster Cult song at the very least, Mister M. <laughs> yeah. Wade's uh, he was busy watching the trailer for everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I just um, I just found I my the, I hate this trailer. I just mm. found myself disappointed because I looked at it and went because when the honestly when the first ten seconds of the film came on and they had that very nineties all this is all the documentary fan footage style and it's actually got a pretty rockin' soundtrack. I was like, oh okay, mm, yeah, maybe this tone <laughs> is going to be a lot more like serious and foreboding and horror like mm. than I imagined and then they immediately undercut themselves and keep flip-flopping between what seems like three different scripts and a director that's not cut out to do the kind of film that apparently they wanted to make cut out or interested in yeah like he, he was really not interested in making a Godzilla film it was very it seemed like a very bored yeah. director didn't it that that seems to be a big part of the problem it did. Uh, Goods, what did you make of it? Obviously, I agree with Sean. I didn't like this movie. I, the the action move, the action scenes were even blander than the character interactions. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the the characters themselves, I, I I think for the most part, the movie was miscast. Broderick yes. is, is oh Broderick. The nineties the nineties no. had this crazy dream of making Broderick a leading man, and it just didn't. <laughs> it, it just it doesn't eventuate, and it, it it's never justified, and. I think Jean, no. Jean Reno is probably the only person that works for me in his role. Where, whereas yes, everyone else, you know, from Kevin Dunn as the general, it just oh, it just doesn't yeah. look like a general. Um, oh, Hank Azaria <laughs> actually is and uh, is the other one oh, uh, yeah. for sure, yes. and and obviously Harry Shearer because he's just Kent Brockman there. But <laughs> but it's it, yeah. but none of the none of the characters that you meant to have any like emotional connection with. Mm. Uh, any good well who are they well it's yeah just the, the two leads right and that's a yeah. very small thing and they have three scenes together and th- yeah and, and this is an issue this is my issue with roland emmerich movies in general is they, they he, yeah. he tells these these huge apocalyptic stories but it's always 
whenever you've got an action scene, it's introducing you to a group of strangers um, and, and something, well, and I'm sure there are exceptions there. I can see, your, I can see the cogs mm. turning, but like for the most part, mm. and it, it's here are some strangers and here are some huge action that doesn't connect with me in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then that's over. And then that's repeat. Mm. And then we get, we don't have enough time for the characters potentially because they're not well written enough to <laughs> have enough scenes, yeah. uh, scenes yeah. with them in. <laughs> yeah. And then it's the, the sort of, the, the, the victory is then celebrated, uh, you know, around the world mm. by, by other people listening to a radio or watching a TV, which was, which featured a bit less yeah. in, in this than in yes. say Independence Day, which may be why it felt a bit mm. smaller as well, but it's yeah. still a tired old trope, but it's still at, at, at its heart. It's another Roland Emmerich, di- Emmerich disaster movie that yeah. has none of the artistry that I require to be interested in a film. Um, and the, it, it, the, it the also... only interesting thing was just, was was watching Matthew Broderick and going, why, <laughs> and and how, like wh- why, yeah. just watching him and going, this is not what you should be doing here, Matthew. <laughs> none, of, none, <laughs> yeah. none of this is good. Um, it, yeah. it, it was fascinating in its own sense, I guess, but not in a not yeah. in a way that made it enjoyable. And, and I think yeah. also that it it both it it fails on two parts. A, it's not mm. smart enough to be the satire that I would like it to be, a la like a Starship Troopers yeah. or a Tremors. Mm. Um, mm. But it's also yeah. like as an action film, it's it's you don't relate enough to the characters to care yeah. if they're in peril, such no. as like a Jurassic Park would, where by the time you get to them yeah. running away from the dinosaurs and there's like the fucking tension-filled kitchen scene, you care about these kids and whether they mm. live yeah. or die. You don't give a shit about whether half these people get eaten or or not yeah yeah and jurassic park also has that spielbergian sense of wonder which emmerich is incapable of of rendering mm. you know the, it's actually an hour before the t-rex attack you know in that mm. movie there's an hour of stuff in jurassic park before the t-rex actually starts attacking the cars and it's still compelling and interesting and absorbing yeah um emmerich is typically really good at first acts is what i find he's very good at build-up of little elements and little things like accumulating and coming together and then suddenly a big thing happens. But yeah, even here, it just doesn't have the same sort of sense of dread that something like Independence Day had. And mm. it's, it's a shame. But in my house, we have a saying, mm-hmm. Badzilla is better than Nozilla. <laughs> but I have to say that this <laughs> is Nozilla. Mm. Because I want to talk about it briefly as a Godzilla fan. Because Please, I'd love to hear this. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you've, you've identified the usual Emmerich problems. Too many characters, all very thin, arbitrary plot uninvolving action, awkward structure and pacing, the norms. But it is interesting to consider it as a Godzilla movie. And the problem in general with making an American Godzilla film is that he is much, much more in Japan than just an anti-nuclear metaphor, mm-hmm. which is what Emmerich sort of identified him, identified him as and arbitrarily includes. Like, he's created by radiation, of which <laughs> there's no attempt to tie in any sort of responsibility. No, or cautionary tale. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They made it a French bomb, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. But... And the reason the French were there is because they realised how how big their mistakes were and they had to undo them a little bit. Yeah. Not that yeah, we could ever make up for it. Crucially, but... the French. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, but he's much more than that in Japan. The hilariously named Norman England uh, put it very well for BBC Culture. He said, probably the most difficult aspect for Westerners to understand is that at the heart, at heart, Godzilla is considered a force of nature by the Japanese and not just an oversized radioactive lizard. 
Mm. Lizards can be killed, but nature can only be dealt with. Mm. And the Japanese director, Shizuki Kaneko, um, who directed one of the Godzilla films in the Millennium um, phase, I think, said, It is interesting that the US version of Godzilla runs about trying to escape missiles. America seems unable to accept a creature that cannot be put down by their arms. Mm. And that... That, for me, is the issue. In Japan, Godzilla represents every natural and man-made disaster that they've ever suffered on those islands. Every earthquake, tsunami, meltdown, bombing, gas attack, volcano eruption, everything that's ever disrupted their lives. And yes, nuclear bombs as well. Um, And the message is that you endure these things as a society and a community, and then you rebuild. Mm. You don't just get a bigger gun. Yeah. You don't just beat it by doing, you know, increasing your army. You get a bigger gun. Or you get a bigger gun. But also, they didn't even increase their, like, manpower. Like, the (laughs) same thing that they tried at the beginning is what felled it at the end. I was like, you didn't... I would have bought a bigger gun, because at least you're following the movie, (laughs) like, the monster movie rule of, like, what is it going to take? That that could have been an exploration of the American response to aliens. You know, to outsiders. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't because yeah. yeah with the japanese thing the monster will always come back that's why halloween kills is the best godzilla movie that america ever made yeah. <laughs> but um i was trying to think of how you could translate godzilla to the states and where the big existential threat for most americans you know currently comes from and it's you know it's either going to be climate change or domestic gun crime mm. or terrorism and i think that's why cloverfield kind of works because mm. It managed to be a big monster movie which tapped into the actual fears of the time and played very much like a post-9-11 monster movie. Yeah. Godzilla just feels like kind of a throwback, but a throwback by someone who didn't have that much affection for the thing he was throwing back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, mm. it's like the... um, we were, kind of we were sort of getting at this point earlier on with the running Godzilla, weren't we? Where the the, yeah. the, the waiting of a Godzilla, there's an inexorability, an inevitability yeah. to it. The... There's an indifference. Yeah. Or another thing I really disliked as a go- as someone who has watched a few of these, I don't think in any of the Godzilla movies, maybe um, All Monsters Attack, which is weird anyway, because a lot of the action is actually in the imagination of a young boy. The series gets crazy. <laughs> um, but Godzilla never recognizes an individual human. Yeah. He never identifies anyone. He's indifferent. Yeah. He just travels around, and as he does, he causes mayhem. He doesn't really notice people around him mm. if you try and shoot at him he'll come after you but you'll have to be in a tank or something for him to pay attention to you in this there are several times when godzilla like makes eye contact with matthew broderick <laughs> which is like if we bent down and made meaningful eye contact with an ant yeah <laughs> which i which Scale i do wise like a mouse which i which I, I do as i as i try and save every single one of them from uh, the ardors of living near me yeah yeah because he will eat them <laughs> it seems like there's just a lot of uh ideas on the direction that they wanted to go and they just just they just decided not to engage with any one of them yeah. besides just like a passing mention like oh we want to do the um the main character having a relationship with the monster yeah. but not really yeah um it's, yeah very strange anywho let's um let's quick fire and then maybe we can have a rethink about whether or not we've uh we've, we've been positive enough about the godzilla <laughs> um so yeah let's quick fire quick fire I loved a lot of interactions with uh, Jean Reno, oh, yeah. um, Frenchman. Yes. Like, uh, there's, a, there's a particular point where mm. th- the running joke with his character is, you know, he wants, he's hungry and he wants a lot of food. Oh, yeah. But there's a point where when we first get introduced with him in the truck and he says, no croissant? And <laughs> in the most, like, heartfelt, apologetic tone, the person just goes, no croissant? No, monsieur. 
<laughs> and I just I, it was my first big laugh. It was like it's, it's such a yeah. big, like heavy dramatic moment. I loved it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's an odd little humanizing touch that he keeps complaining about American food. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I, I liked that. It made me uh, feel like the the French were the audience the audience surrogate who just hated being here. Uh, and yeah. everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I liked the aesthetic of the intro. I thought it was great with the, like the army reconnaissance oh, yeah. lens. Um it was it felt quite ominous and mm. brooding and yeah, it helped me forget about what was to come. So um yeah. I guess you could say it raised my expectations. Yeah. Unfairly. <laughs> it's a quite good intro. I think Godzilla pulling three fishing boats under the water looked pretty good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah good stuff. They go straight under like the barrels from Jaws, and that was yeah, pretty good, pretty dramatic. Kind of adhering mm. more to kind of the uh the camp um satirical aesthetic that I wanted. Mm. I fucking think the best gag of the entire film it's the chewing gum scene um oh, and i just yeah. i i love I the fr- the the french secret oh, services yeah, yeah. idea of like just just the shot of having them all line up so he can one by one hand them their chewing gum on the way and just the looks they give matthew broderick is like yeah it's american this is we'll be fine yeah. um i think it's a very yeah. well crafted yeah scene. and i also really <laughs> enjoy the elvis impression that then comes after that oh, yeah you got a problem talking well no sir i'm fine yeah. all right Keep it moving. I'll thank you very much. If you look in the uh, in in the credits, yeah. he has a dialect coach as well, which purely was <laughs> I know for the Elvis. Because he's a French actor, so it's not for the French. <laughs> Got to get this. No, I want to play someone from Alsace Lorraine, and this is the entirely the wrong accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went deep. Jean, the Johnny boy always goes deep. So, oh, okay. Harry Shearer. I mean, Harry Shearer in general was great. It was kind of distracting that he was doing. Doing his um, mm. Kemp Brockman. It would be like if yeah. Trey Parker came on and just did Cartman. Um, like that, <laughs> that one bit. Yeah, in, um, yeah. That one bit in basketball. It, it, like, yeah. If you did that the whole time, you'd just be like, okay, well, I remember how great Kemp Brockman was. And I, I just kept thinking mm. of that scene, um, the, the one when it, they're watching the news and it cuts in too late. So you just hear Uckman reporting live from... <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but, but anyway, I... I there's a bit where he's given a, a, a low seat um, as the, the this news report's about to start. And so he's oh, kind of, yeah. And they're talking and he drops down and is low and it's good comedic timing. But then he's like yeah. in a half squat as, uh, as the report starts. Now, um, that's interesting. It's interesting that you've identified that the issue is that the seat was low as opposed to the woman was tall. And I think that's something you need to look into, mate. Oh, God, I've really got to check something. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, I think. You seriously got to get it checked, mate. Um, <laughs> speaking of Simpsons guys doing funny things, um, I enjoyed um, Hank Azaria's trying to get a tape into his video camera as Godzilla is attacking. And then he pauses, calms down, quick push, quick push, and it's in. Um, mm. And he's sort of, you, you can see that he kind of goes through the ritual in his head of how to get this tape in, of just sort of click, click, and it's there. And that was quite. It's like a. St- it's like I a military that. trope, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm cool. telling you, this guy's a badass. And yeah. Godzilla almost always has, the, the movies always have human characters. And it is always like a maverick reporter or a, an airline pilot. It's never like generals or, you know, sometimes mm. it's scientists. But scientists are more likely to be supporting characters to some kind of regular person who's on yeah. the front line. Scienti- or pencil pushers. Yeah. Fucking yeah. scientists. What do they fucking know? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Sick of um, There's a really... There's a really... <laughs> A cute human moment that happens with Hank Azaria and mm. um, I forget Ooh, her name, leading, leading lady. Um, when they're mm. in 
as it yeah. Maria Pitillo? Yeah, yeah, Maria. Um, yeah. And they're both they're in the subway or the underground, and they get a very close call <gasps> with Godzilla, and uh, okay. and and then all of a sudden they kind of. The tension dissipates and she buries her head into his shoulder and then they laugh as well. Oh. Um, and it's just it felt like this really human moment and a bit of connection oh. between two people who are clearly friends um, and bonding through it like a oh. quick bit of like kind of near-death experience. And I thought it was very human and endearing. That's great. Where does that happen in the movie? Uh, in the last um, hour. You may have missed it. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, okay. So the last hour. In the Madison Square Garden thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. They are, they've just, oh, okay, they've just yeah. entered in. Yeah. No, I was, I was in entirely the wrong scene in my head. Okay, cool. I was curious uh, as to what that little noise was, Paul. Uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, that was for a emitted. minute I thought you were going to say my one because I, my next one is crazy and it, for a minute it looked like you were heading towards it and I was like, no. Surely. <laughs> a a <laughs> bit that I love that isn't crazy at all but is genuinely great. Mm. Um, no, the, <laughs> the, there's a shot um, when they're inspecting one of the, like, the grounded boats that's been attacked by Godzilla mm. And there's a huge, oh, yeah. you know, huge just side of a boat, flank of a boat with yeah. these huge claw marks in and set in yeah. the background, you know, against all these tiny people. It did look quite good, I, I thought. It, there was, a, there was a, a while where I, was, yes. where I was thinking, is that set or is it CGI? And I assume CGI because... Yeah, it could be a map painting or a model. Yeah, um, but it, it, I think... You never know your luck. Looked- <laughs> it did look good. Yeah, it did look good. <laughs> good. Okay, here's my crazy thing. Okay. When um, Audrey and Best Friend are in the subway faking the pass... Mm. There's a really weird moment where it cuts to a wide of the two of them sat next to each other. Mm. And a guy in front of them is holding a fishbowl with a goldfish in it. Okay. And I just enjoy that they prominently featured in one half of the screen this goldfish. <laughs> and I don't know why, but he was just super there. And it made me smile. Deserves as so, much. So yeah, if Sean had said that, <laughs> yeah, okay. that would have been very much worthy of a noise. <laughs> That's true. I Let me let me just... There you go. There's... There you go. You earned a noise, sir. Exactly. I love that. I, look, I could buy either one of these things, which either it was intentional or they just didn't fucking think. Um, but the <laughs> fact that I think every single French soldier is called Jean something. Jean-Pierre. <laughs> Jean, and, and But it's not addressed. That's good. They just, every now and then, just mm. mention this. Oh, we've lost Jean-Luc. <laughs> Jean-Pierre. That's and, quite good. They're all called Jean. I just, <laughs> <laughs> That's quite cute. I like that. God, that's great. When Matthew Broderick is trying to convince General Kevin Dunn Mm. about something, Mm. um, yeah, he's talking about the effects that radiation has had on uh, Gojira. It's it's his, it's Matthew Broderick's new female boss's assistant, who's just a schlub. And he goes, "What? Like your earthworms?" And then he laughs, and then Broderick just straight, sincerely goes, "Yes." And (laughs) and the guy stops laughing. A hybrid caused by the fallout on these islands. Uh huh. Like your earthworms. Yes, yes. And it's partly the sincerity <laughs> and the the innocence of his yeah. response, but that obviously the laugh and then the stop laugh after Broderick is good. That's but good. there's got to be a Broderick in there. I thought the Chrysler building getting destroyed looked pretty good. Yeah. The way the sort of iconic Art Deco top of it slides off and crashes into the street. Mm. That was, uh, yeah, it looked pretty good. I- I'm betting that was actually a-, a model. I don't think they would have done all of that in CGI. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. That kind of thing. That's what you needed. Mm. It's also followed by just what I thought was a, it's a very underrated line, which is they just, they, they take a long time showing the Chrysler building coming down, yeah. smashing, eviscerating everything around it. And then you just, you just cut to the pilot inside. He just goes, ah, damn. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a negative impact. That's great. <laughs> That's very good, actually. Okay, here's here's the thing. I've I've just I've just yeah I've just been thinking about this, and I think with Independence Day, right? You say like they they didn't he wasn't able to capture the same sort of feelings of of dread. I feel like the comedy in Independence Day was respite from the dread, and mm. uh, you know you you're straight yeah, it was things are yeah things like peril is is ever present. It's inescapable, yeah. and you, you sort of oh. take solace in the moments of 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 levity. Whereas this was like like Sean yeah. said earlier, it's the campiness and it's 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 completely at odds with that kind of atmosphere, yeah. I guess. Anyway, yeah, I do think yes, it's less so with this with uh, Independence Day, mm. but it is still there. You've got odd little moments like how when everything is blowing up and getting destroyed, you'll just have Harvey Firestein in his car just go, oh crap, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just as the car's about to land on him, yeah. like, and then the dog's heroic <laughs> jump to free to safety. It's there's yeah. still odd little tonal yeah, yeah. awkwardness yeah. in there, but yeah, it's handled better in Independence yeah. Day. Anyway, yes. So I obviously liked Hank Azaria and his his general gruff disregard when he's eating in the, in their first scene in the diner, and he you know his offhand oh, yeah. way of um, doling out criticisms of, of his friends and, and, yeah. and so on. Just yeah, yeah I just really like that. I just, <laughs> Hank Azaria is generally fucking amazing. He's pretty yeah. good. Um, a, a moment of Broderick's I found charming. The Ooh. moment of Broderick's I found da, da, charming da, 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 da. was when he <laughs> he got flustered in the pharmacy when seeing Audrey, and um, he's uh, ordering pregnancy tests, and um, at one point just has to say, "Audrey, oh my God, is it Audrey? Is that you? What are you doing here? Hi, hello. Wow, how much is that?" Like he, he turns back to the conversation with the pharmacist the woman, mm-hmm. and that was good in a sort of American indie Wes yeah, okay. Anderson kind of way. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Something Owen Wilson might have done. Mm. I actually, until the very end, and I'll explain why. I I loved the character of O'Neill, who's the soldier sergeant, who's kind of just following orders. Very interesting character. Yeah, because mm. I didn't notice him until the final car chase. Yes, well, oh, really? I mean, like, because he's he's basically the way they use him throughout the film is like very sparingly, but whenever he does pop up, he's the only character that seems to understand the fucking bonkers nature of what they're being asked to do, and he always mm. seems like <laughs> he's just flying by the seat of his pants, accepting orders mm. and going ah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Um. Okay. I guess we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he the one who's like? Um. Because I did have as an independent like um, uh, p- quick thing. Just uh, the line of f- f- fire, fire. Yeah. He's he's that guy. Just like, like the real um, hesitation. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. We're doing. Yes. We're doing this. Right. Okay. Mm. Good. Ah. Oh god. His moment with Kevin Dunn at the end, where he actually gets like a compliment <laughs> and yeah. can relax. <laughs> yes. It was good. His character got a resolution. Yeah. It was so. Oh, anywho. Hank Azaria, after he almost gets uh, squashed by Godzilla, was uh. great. Because because he, cause, cause he oh, it's just yeah. a complete like breakdown of his of his wall, and he starts hyperventilating and just having yes. a real like <laughs> <laughs> moment. And he's really having fun with it. But yeah. it's um, yeah, because because him almost getting squashed was probably the closest I got to feeling that there was a threat where there was an, like yeah, this is it. Like a character, <laughs> a main character in the movie came close to getting crushed by Godzilla and wasn't just like running running around. Yeah two miles away so i like that whole yeah. the whole bit really yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well if that's the criteria well no i was just thinking you said that's not the only moment that happens so how did it feel at the end when godzilla was bizarrely specifically coming after this one taxi and at one stage has it in his mouth well um i have a quick fire from that bit which is that i, I thought that, that the bad okay. cab speeding in the rain on the bridge looked really good but um yes oh that's cool but the enormity of the scene mm. was dis- i found very disconnecting 
So, um, yeah. yeah. I do like that they had some bits of Godzilla's face for some mm. scenes. You could tell immediately when they cut to it when suddenly it was a big mm. model instead of um, yeah. CGI. Just a yeah. massive CGI nonsense, yeah. Um, I like the fact that they had a bit of Godzilla's head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it when now. they mo-caps Jack Nicholson. Those scenes are good. <laughs> <laughs> when he's smashing an axe into the Empire State Building for 20 minutes. Yeah. 20 minutes. 20 Eight. minutes. He's a strong man. Sean. <laughs> yeah, look, it's completely at odds with the film they that I think they should make. But but that aside, the song at Puff Daddy, come with me, <laughs> fucking slaps. The cover it of Cashmere. Is, <laughs> fuck, man, I could listen to that song all day. And I do. I When it finished and that song came on, I went, is this LL Cool J? Because he, <laughs> he got his... That was his market in the 90s. Now, yeah. Credit, but it was mostly for films he was in. Like Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> yeah. I remember that being and, my um, first exposure to Led Zeppelin's Cashmere as well. So God bless oh, it for that. Um, thanks. <laughs> also, Jamiroquai's Deeper Underground was sort of written for this, right? Because I remember the music video featuring yeah. a lot of Godzilla. Mm. Yeah. You got you to gotta enjoy yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I do like that track. It's pretty great. Yeah. So uh, Broderick is in a lift and uh, Godzilla, uh, baby Godzilla sticks his head in and Broderick does a high oh, kick. Yeah. He gets his foot right up there and uh, right up into the sky <laughs> to push that Godzilla, baby Godzilla out. And that was great. <laughs> um, speaking of the baby Godzillas, I like that some of the hatchlings were actual puppets and they clearly had mm. some good like puppet guys um, yes. to have the hatchling happen because the hatching in general looked quite good. Mm. And um, yeah, I think that's actually my last one. So I shall hand over to you two to finish your bunch. Love Sean. Um, I'll just quick fire all my yeah, sure. little lines that I loved. Um, so I'll just get, get them out of the way. Uh, there's a spot um, where you've got the mayor talking with Gene. Mm-hmm. And there's just a little one-two punch, which is... Uh, you believe this? I don't know what's going on. You never know what's going on. Thank you. I love that. Um, the this love is a, that. this is an O'Neill this is an O'Neill line where Ooh. he gets the orders to go blow up all the subway uh, tunnels, and he goes yes, okay, goes away. There's a beat. He comes back. Uh, how, how how do we do that? Uh, which I thought was just oh, yeah, a very okay. sincere. Um, yeah, Matthew. This is the one line from Matthew Broderick that I like. I think it's campy and it's, it's in tone with how I think he should have been used. Yeah, is just where just the I'll be right back uh, to um, Miss. Oh yeah. Uh, is that all I have? Oh yeah, and then just a lot of animal lines. Um, you know when he's <laughs> uh talking to Jean Reno and he mm. says, "No cameras." What are you kidding? Yeah, all right, very good. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like that. I said, "Hey, don't take that." And he's pulls, he's got the gun. He's like, "All right, yeah, all right." Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why good. not? Yeah, <laughs> very what? good. It's good. I like very good. Yeah, <laughs> like well done. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty much all my lines that I have. Nice. Cool. I have two more. Good, man. Um, <gasps> wh- uh, I, I found I was slightly more interested when um, the four main characters were in a room together near the end. Um, when yes. they all when they all met up, because I kind of as much as I liked Hank Azaria, I found him and Maria Patillo walking around to be like Return of the King extended scenes when there's another Frodo and Sam one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't need another one of these. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine in the in the in the theatrical cut. Yeah. But um, when all four of them were in the the room um before they properly escaped, there was more oh there's more dynamic and 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 character tension and it was great. My final one when they're being chased by Godzilla in the cab, they're arguing over which which route to take. 
and there are lines like, are you crazy? FDR in the rain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, New York humor. Rain is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also... <laughs> it was good. I, I enjoyed I that. also yeah, really liked, fun. just from a nostalgic point of view, fuck, it's good to see that Blockbuster logo. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Blockbuster could sponsor movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Can sponsor me now. I'll tell you about one that I really liked. It's just the, it is the, <laughs> it's the most gratuitous. Look, this is what I'll class as a a sexy shot of Godzilla, and it's when <laughs> when Godzilla comes out of the manhole in front of Matthew Broderick, they just oh, yeah. really linger on the glistening, muscly arms yeah. of Godzilla, the ripped abs. I was like, this feels like a sexy, <laughs> like a like a clickbait <laughs> shot of Godzilla. This is oh. the sexy Godzilla. Henrik can't help himself. Once he decided that it was at least in any way not conventionally strictly entirely male, he felt the need to objectify it. <laughs> and we're all the better for it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Well, I think that'll just about do it for quick firing about Godzilla. So, in conclusion, it's weird how much of it, like, I, I remembered the whole thing, like, from my childhood. I remembered the whole, like, flow of events. But it's, I still can't quite account for how it takes up two hours and 20 minutes of time. That's still kind of a mystery to me, considering what happens. It's very mm. admirable, almost. I don't know how they <laughs> fill the time. Indeed. Yeah. It's very strange. Nevertheless, yeah, how are, we, how are we feeling about it now that we're sort of... Before we head over to the team. <laughs> oh, Goodman, you can go. Oh, thanks. What, leave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can leave, oh, okay. yeah. You're, you're not needed for this bit. No, brilliant. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm... I like like with anything there are things that shine through and you know a lot of, like yeah. a lot of, sometimes it's collaborative and sometimes it's just individual brilliance but mm. it it doesn't offer much for me I don't see no. the point in this other than to make money <laughs> and it does feel cynical yeah. unfortunately I'll tell you this I'm interested to go back and see 2014's Godzilla again mm. because I'm curious because I remember being vaguely disappointed by that but yeah, now that mm. I've become a bit more of a Godzilla fan, I'd like to see if I yeah. feel that that film is more, I don't know, in any way in keeping with the spirit yeah. of the Toho films. Yeah, in any way. Uh, Sean, how about you? Yeah, look, I think for me, it's just, it's, you're right, cynical is the word, but also it's just, it's such a misguided execution of yeah. style, mm. of tone, and of, of vision, yeah. really. Like, I, yeah. I look at here and I go, there's just such a lot of disparate parts that just don't marry together in any way shape or form and it's and it's very kind of disappointing for me because i look mm. at that film and i went there's an opportunity to make a film that isn't just yay team america um yeah and and, and you could have had fuck it like i understand that the from what i've seen the godzilla franchise as a whole is very much like a it's a cautionary tale um it's about yep. godzilla as this mythic uh figure that's also like a an un uh a, a savior type that people don't expect, but they... Mm. Yes, they, eventually. Yeah, you know By what I mean? Fifth one. And yeah. and that aside, I go, ah, oh, fuck. Like, you really Fourth. could have made uh, a Starship Troopers-style parody on the franchise. Like, if you're looking at it through that yeah. American lens... lens Take the piss out of it, not in a not in a disrespectful way, but in mm, a way yeah. that like look at your cast because who you like if you're going to use Matthew Broderick, you have to understand that who you cast as your lead character says a lot about the kind of film you're trying to make. And mm, based yeah. on who they cast, they didn't make that film. It really is just Godzilla in name only. They yeah. just wanted to make a bigger Jurassic Park. All right, Kevin, tell us about the team. Not just any team, Paul. The- Which team? The 
team. Goji team? The OG, the OG team Goji. over here. Oh no, they say they've got to go Goji team. I need another syllable. Didn't work. Yeah. Well, that's, oh, that's, that's not your fault, mate. Damn okay. Three made it seem so easy. Not the only people, but when he there's a select the few from Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, yeah. Jem Newlin from uh, over on Patreon. Uh oh. He says, I was working at a cinema when this came out. For some reason, uh-huh. the projectionist and I thought it would be good. So when the print arrived, we waited until after close and threw ourselves <laughs> a preview screening. Ooh. Not sure what I was expecting. Absolute cunt of a movie. We could have been fired <laughs> for doing that. For bloody 90s Godzilla. All I can remember is a very annoying female character. One good thing, I think I recall the sound design being good. Lots of deep seat sh- seat shaking bass back before every big budget film did it constantly. Yeah. Risk just oh, yeah. risked their life for Rowan Emmerich. <laughs> yeah. When has he ever a, done that for us? That's quite a move. In 98, if I was working in a movie theater in 98, what would I risk losing my job for? I'm gonna Shakespeare for love. Oh, there you go. Here we go. <laughs> Turns out everyone has one. I'm going to find out what my favorite film of 2018 was. But uh, sorry, if not. Okay, whilst you're doing that, <clears throat> over to Twitter. Uh, Blokebusters podcast. Says, uh, uh, seen from Paul, also a patron. Thank you so much. Uh, Said the fact that there's now a Signals of Fury episode with Paul and Brian where they rip into it. Uh, Advertising of the podcast on our um, on our feed, Paul. I don't know. I think we should hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. Never talk to any of these people again. Um, (laughs) Said seriously though. Oh, it's a joke. That's fine. Uh, It's genuinely fun. It's genuinely fun cheese. And Jean Reno is probably having the most fun out of everyone. (laughs) He really was. Also the best. As long as he was. Then as long as Jean Reno was happy, then. I can then we're there. all happy. Yeah, I can live with this. Excellent. BT Calloway, uh, also a patron, oh, uh, says chewing gum equals American is hands down the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yes, it absolutely yeah. is. <laughs> never, a, never a wrong statement made from uh, BT Calloway. Incorrect statement. That's yeah. the, the correct way of saying that. Idiot. Truth and this... consequences Calloway, as we call him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch in truths Calloway. Uh, the Simpsons Index. Um, it's probably Elliot, unless BT has signed in as <laughs> the second <laughs> second moniker to be like, oh, I agree, oh. that's a brilliant point. Thanks, you sexual oh. man. BT's yeah. so smart. <laughs> Simpsons Index said we just watched this for our Patreon show where we review films advertising more. More uh, hustle, more hustle. We're, we're going to have to they're gonna have to what start vetting our billboard? friends, Paul. What are we, three Jesus. billboards outside of Epic, Missouri? I wish. The Big Lebowski was my favourite film of 1998. Yeah, I'd do a screening, no, screening of that. Yeah, nice. We just watched this for our Patreon show where we re- where we review films starring Simpsons voice actors. On that, mm. Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria are good in it. That's it's <laughs> oh. very it's very true. Very, very true. true. We have said as much. Um, yeah. Chris Attaway at Boswina uh, said Jamiroquai, baby, in that in that voice. <laughs> He's going deeper underground, and I appreciate that. Yeah, He's we're, doing that. We're all going deep for um, J.K. Is it J.K.? J.K. Uh, what? The 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 fucking Jamiroquai guy. What's his name? Oh. oh, I thought his name was Jamiroquai. <laughs> so did I. Is it, is it, wait, James, is it not? James O'Miroquai. Wait, is Jamiroquai <laughs> the name of a band and not the guy? It's JK, you're absolutely who right. Is called, who is called Jamiroquai? J- Jamiroquai is called <laughs> Jamiroquai. Who's called JK? Tell me one person in the world J- who's called Jamiroquai. Who's called Prince, you piece of shit? Is it up musical artist? Who's called Prince? Jamiroquai, I'm a preposterous. <laughs> Well, no, Prince. <laughs> Prince is a is a popular name in in uh, many uh, many countries, many African countries. And so is Jamiroquai. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. You read out your you read your phone. Stay in your box, you little piece of shit. Saving Private Ryan too. That also came out in '98. Saving Private Ryan too. 
God. I love that yeah. Jamiroquai is what tears us apart on this episode. Nah. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's feigned outrage for comedic effect, and I love you, really. I could have fucking killed you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is, this, is just, this is just leftover ill sentiment from uh, me not watching two minutes of Godzilla. Rawr. That's true. I'm furious. Um, Anything else from the OG team? Um, Niall Bryden says, when it gets destroyed in Godzilla Final Wars. And I, I don't know what that is. But oh, Paul, yeah. What, that explain. is um, Zilla. So in the Godzilla universe, they reintroduced the American Godzilla as Zilla, Zilla. character because they took the god out of Godzilla. Um, he shows up in that design in Godzilla Final Wars, directed mm-hmm. by the guy who directed Versus, very good mm-hmm. film. Um, and yeah, he shows up for a fight with old-fashioned Godzilla, and old-fashioned Godzilla guy in a suit just easily kills him. It just gets wrecked. Yeah, he okay. throws him into a stadium, and then old-fashioned go- um, Godzilla just blows him up with his radiation breath. It's um, it's pretty good. Sweet. Good stuff. Pretty fun. Thanks, Niall Bryden. Not bitter yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, over to uh, over to Meta. Um, long may it rain. Jenny Sones says, uh-huh. "I know that this is on Netflix and is smashy fun, but rewatch time is scarce." I will say, my teen mind enjoyed oh, okay. this, and I will also credit it for some of my earliest exposure to Jean Reno. Also, Hank Azaria was pretty good. <laughs> Fuck yeah! For all yeah, words let's get memories. Keep hold of that. Keep hold of that. Do not find the time to revisit this one. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, Thanks, OG team. <laughs> OG team. OG team. That Ooh, came out more like the uh, Texas Chainsaw noise. Okay, let's talk about the one better thing. Yeah, quickly. The one better thing. I'm I'm gonna pick Tremors. Uh, Tremors nice. is my one better thing because it kind of Great choice. It, it adheres to my desire to have like lean into the fucking camp, lean into a genre that you are all clear on what the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, and have a great leading man in Kevin Bacon. Why the fuck not? These are it's um two two guys who are staying in a place called Perfection of all places. <laughs> um, it's Kevin and- Bacon and Fred Ward, sir, who share that movie as a as a buddy. Oh, <laughs> as look. a buddy cop thing. <laughs> <laughs> we this is the house of not recognizing Fred Ward. Um oh, fair enough. And and you know what? <laughs> it's predominantly uh as predominantly um practical effects. Uh yes, we're not looking at CGI, we're looking at just r- the, the real tremors. No fake tremors here. Um and it's it's campy, it's fun. There's still a shit ton of tension. There are yeah. characters that you believe in and are emotionally invested in. Yep. And you know, they're not really a piece of shit. Um <laughs> and not really. you know you don't you don't need to personalize the monster either. It's just no. uh, an mm. unseen force that wants to kill. And it's Scary fun. That way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I really love Tremors. It's one of my favorite monster movies. Um, good one. Yeah, so um, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of excitement currently for everything, everywhere, all at once. And um, <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I treat the echoes that bounce off of the walls after I speak as uh, coming from someone else, and I've been hearing a lot of excitement for it. But um, I feel a, a weird bit... amount of ill will towards it. Though. I'm not sure why. <laughs> weird. Yeah, I, I was wondering <laughs> if I could keep talking about it and make make it so you never watch it, um, and then it's my film. <laughs> Fuck, uh, I hate it. But but more pertinently. <laughs> Kong Skull Island. Is, oh yeah, it's great. 20, oh. 2017 monster movie directed by Jordan Voight Roberts. Mm. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> King of Summers. King of Summers. I don't know. Them. Kings of Summer. Sorry, I meant to say I pluralized oh. the wrong thing. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. King He's King right. of Summer. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, it's 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 the right amounts of creepy and action yep. and and good character dynamic between the you know what usually just grunts mindless grunts and you know there's elements of that of course but yeah it's it actually affected me 
in ways yeah. I wasn't expecting and also ways that mm. I was hoping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and when I hadn't really felt too much about the recent Godzillas no. either, it was really refreshing, I found. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think in spite Creepy. of my own slightly guilty pleasure um, fondness for uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, the new one, um, which mm. is still a bad movie, a very bad movie, but <laughs> relatively charming to watch. Um, I think I think Kong Skull Island is the only legitimately good film of the sort of legendary run that they've had mm. since 2014. The Monsterverse, as it were. The Monsterverse, that's right. <laughs> um, which is why my pick for what better thing is the first 11 Godzilla movies. Oh, um, nice. Not necessarily the first 11, actually. For the first one, two, three, four, five. For the first six of them, I think, we were genuinely just having more fun with each one. Everything up to Invasion of okay. the Astro Monster, we were just... Each one was, like, bigger and crazier and, you know, more ambitious. Then it started taking a dip in production quality, money. Um, we've enjoyed them since. We've only really disliked maybe two of them, Son of Godzilla and Destroy All Monsters, although even Son of Godzilla has some weird stuff in it. Okay. There's stuff in there to like. Um, sorry, Son of Godzilla and All Monsters Attack. Destroy All Monsters was great. It was a return to form, very briefly. Okay. Um they're good fun. They're very silly. It's really wacky to see how they spun out a franchise from this and the weird little like ideas they brought in. Um, and there's just something really great, especially about the early Godzilla movies, to just see him, seeing him wreak havoc on practical fe- mm. effects. You know, Does he always yeah. look real? No, but it always looks visceral and exciting yeah. and fun. And there's something to that. And then it just gets silly, and that's fun too. That's mm. the one better thing. The one better thing. Goodman? Oh, Sean, how can people yeah. find out about Roll to Cast? Goodman, how can people find out about Sean? <laughs> about me? Um, well, I mean, look, if you if you want to follow me personally, the best way to do that is by at Sean Means John on Twitter. But I am uh, part of a collective of uh, four individuals known now as Roll to Cast, R-O-L-E, where we uh, do a tabletop role-playing game every season. So we are four trained actors and we commission uh, a musical artist, usually Mr. Paul Goodman over here. Um, oh. And we do... Uh, tabletop role-playing game, a different game every season. We do a brand new story, brand new characters, brand new musical track. Um, and it's a way to kind of, you know, explore different games and show you that D&D mm. is not the only game out there, Pauls. I kid. Um, I <laughs> what? Lo- <laughs> I don't believe it. What? Uh, we played Cyberpunk Red, Vampire the Masquerade. Paul Goodman was actually on our season of Ambrosia Island, which was our, Paul, uh, which was our Pulp Cthulhu. And oh, well, we are currently... We are getting ready to jump Emote. into our season of um, Avatar Legends, uh, which is mm. season seven fast. So on all good podcatchers, um, Acast, Spotify, YouTube, the works. That's mm. kind of us and where you can find us, really. They're always great. And the latest season on The Witcher yeah. was superb. So you really Absolutely. should check check them out. Oh, thank you. Avatar thank Legends, you I assume, much. is a James Cameron themed uh, role playing game. <laughs> no, it's a Roland Emmerich themed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. It's an M. Night Shyamalan's um, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Themed RPG. <laughs> Everyone wants to play Katara. Um, right, okay, good. So how can people find out more about this podcast if they want and how to advertise oh. on it for free? <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're very easy going. We'll only shittily call you out uh, um, in a in a way, like in a jokey way. You know, you ask us if it's a joke, and we're like, of course it's a joke, but secretly embedded in us is is a vendetta style obsession um, that will one day lead to funny jokes in the future where we manage to chang changle that's 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 the portmanteau that i you 
Well, that's the portmanteau I've just created for channeling our anger. Um, <laughs> to channel um, it's, it. It's never been an issue for anyone before, but it is for us. And you can find out more about that on OG, um, on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook at OGT Pod. Uh, you can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Um, we also, first first and foremost, motherfuckers, we have a Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to hundreds and probably hundreds hours probably of, hundreds. Uh, of extra audio enjoyment for your pleasure and enjoyment oh. uh, mostly enjoyment and uh sean's a member i'm a patron yeah 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 i'll tell you what you're gonna bloody well find him there if you get in there for this week yeah yeah he's, yeah he's gonna yeah. be on there talking about films that made him feel things and speaking yeah. of, oh, and speaking of feeling things we have a ttrpg podcast as well and it's better oh. than roll to cast <gasps> because it is D and and <laughs> And and we don't <laughs> and, and, and we don't show a willingness to try new things and, and lend our skills to uh, nope, new and exciting. Not pretentious. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's more of the same, therefore not pretentious. And um, <laughs> it's going to please a lot of uh, Mandalorian fans. Also, if, so, if people uh, aren't watching Quest Fan, listening to Quest Fantastic, you really fucking should. It's an, it's a lovely oh. spin on the genres. It's very like trope heavy in the best possible way, and really kind of lovable. You know what? Relatable characters, Roland Emmerich. So yeah. you should you should get onto Quest Fantastic. It's beautiful. I'm way more relatable in my impression of Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> God, sad thing is, it's true. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, check out everything that was mentioned, especially Sean's stuff, because it's great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and and goodbye. Goodbye. I'm Paul Bye. I'm Good Paul. I'm Jamiroquai. Oh, no! Oh, Why would oh we God. pipe up earlier? It's me! Oh, Hi. Disprove my point! Oh, so <laughs> embarrassing there. And remember, one good thing about Godzilla 1998 is all you need to get an American passport and house is a stick of gum. <laughs>